0: welcome to the podcast of word to life courtesy of the catholic channel on sirius xm 129 for over a decade each week on sirius xm the dominican friars of the province of saint joseph have presented a sacred scripture and liturgy made simple for today's complicated world if you want to listen to more of word to life subscribe to sirius xm and tune in on fridays 1 p.m eastern to the catholic channel on sirius xm 129 You're listening to Word to Life, sacred scripture and liturgy made simple for today's complicated world, here on the Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129. Yeah, welcome back. It is Word to Life here with the Dominican Friars of the Province, St. Joseph, Father John Devaney, Father John Baptist Swan, coming to you from our New York City studios. Uh, we've entered back into ordinary time at the Mass. Uh, that's what we do. We talk about the liturgy, and we talk about uh, things coming up liturgically, as well as the Sunday readings uh, each and every week. And we're talking about uh, the second Sunday in ordinary time. So you'll notice, like I said, the priest is wearing green. Um, we talked about also, for the beginning of the show, uh, the Day of Prayer and Protection for the Unborn, the special liturgies. Uh, that will be held um, this upcoming Wednesday to mark the 47th year since the passage of Roe v. Wade in this country. And then also, too, we talked that it is the Week of Prayer for Christian Unity from uh, January 18th to January 25th. That's been going on for over a century. Sponsored by the um, World Council of Churches. Also uh, from the Vatican, uh, it is the Pontifical Council for Promoting Christian Unity. um, And also um, the... uh, the Graymoor Friars, uh, the Friars of the Atonement up in uh, New York, actually here in, in, in upstate, we were the fir- they were the first to really get this going, this prayer in this week, and they sponsor it. So great resources to look out online to see how we can pray, as Christ asked that night uh, at the Last Supper, that we may all be one. And then also, too— um, as we get into uh, the end of January here, I, I won't cover too much, but I imagine some of the other hosts will. Uh, Catholic Schools Week, that was always a big week, and the Feast of Thomas Aquinas. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we'll miss that. We won't be on the air. And of course, Thomas Aquinas, the great Dominican. Uh, and lastly, too, um, even when you just think things are slowing down for uh, January, um, also uh The Pope, the Holy Father, and I want to talk about this throughout the readings, he's established, we talked about this back in October when it got announced, but he has established a new Sunday in the church universally, and it is the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, so it will be a week from this Sunday, and it's going to be known as the Sunday of the Word of God. And he announced this on the Feast of St. Jerome, actually, September 30th. Um, And he talked about that, uh, you know— It's it's the the importance of one of the big things with the Second Vatican Council. uh, Father John Baptist was that Catholics would renew their encounter with Scripture. And really, in the last 50 years, the lectionary was redone for Mass. Uh, There are Bible study groups all over the place. Uh, um, There are great lay people, men and women, who become and contribute to Scripture scholarship and Scripture study, uh, especially for the common man, if you will, for the everyday man, um, have contributed magnificently um, to uh, the Catholic Church um, and the ecumenical value of you know uh dedicating ourselves all to the word of god even deeper especially our, our Protestant brothers and sisters who who might adhere to sola scriptura so um this was something he um announced, um, Pope Francis announced this again September 30th so I really encourage you all to to grow in your love of the word of God to celebrate the first time in the church um, this Sunday of the word of God because unfortunately Father John Baptist we're not going to be because of the March for Life coverage in Washington D.C. next week we won't have a word to life uh, so I want to get the word out now uh, yes. about uh, this uh, January 29th Sunday of the word of God because as Catholics it can be easy for us to, we have such the rich sacramental tradition that we've held on to that Christ left for us it's very easy for us to, you know, kind of let the Bible just stay in the corner of the house. So, so really, the importance of of, of the Scriptures can't be un- undersa- un- understated. For yeah. the John Baptist, well, it's, yeah,
1: it's a it's a it's a celebration for this show called Word to Life, and <laughs> That's you right. know, so or um, people of the Word, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, and and the whole point is to have have the Word of God really um, give us a life, because the Lord is 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 not God of the dead, but the God of the living, and. Um, you know the, the the fount of life here. You know, compared to so much literature, which brings you know so much death to the soul. You know, the word of God brings brings uh, brings us life.
0: It does, and it gives us that life more abundantly. Um, and also, to you know, I mean, the importance of this this word of God. It makes the Scriptures every part of your life. And basically, the whole thing was he He wants us. Pope Francis wants us to deepen our appreciation, love, and faithful witness to God and His Word. So that that's why this papal decree, again, the third Sunday in ordinary time, January 26, um, will be devoted to the celebration, study, and the dissemination of the Word of God. Um, so, uh, it, and, and just to quote uh, the Holy Father here, um, to see that um, there will be, um, let's see, I'm going to get a little quote here from him uh, that. The, I think I'd have something ready for the show. You know what I mean? Um, that the Pope, the Holy Father wanted us to to make this available, to have this Sunday of the Word of God. Um, oh, and th- this is what he wanted to say. That... Uh, it marks it with a certain solemnity in order to focus the attention, this is, quote, of the assembly of the normative value of God's word. In highlighting the proclamation of the word of the Lord, it would be appropriate. Uh, Also, he says here to emphasize in the homily the honor that it is due. Um, And that's the other thing, too, because, you know, one thing Catholicism has maybe suffered from, at least in America, is quite often we hear from the congregation, now we believe the Holy Spirit's always at work, but that sometimes there's a, a lack of quality preaching or a lack of preparation or a lack of a really good Uh, delivery of the word of god so we want to pray for good homilists and we want to pray for your pastor who has to you know come over the way each week to present and crack open the word of god to you and let the holy spirit do the work as well so so pray for your preachers especially us the order of preachers Mm. so with that why don't we get into the readings for this sunday uh january 19th would you be so kind father john baptist to take the first reading
1: a reading from the book of the prophet isaiah The Lord said to me, You are my servant, Israel, through whom I show my glory. Now the Lord has spoken who formed me as his servant from the womb, that Jacob may be brought back to him, and Israel gathered to him. And I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. It is too little, the Lord says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth." The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to
1: God. So this notion of of service,
0: and and you think about being formed in the womb, you know, one thing we believe, uh, doctrinally, uh, that the man and the woman come together with the matter to bring new life into the world, yet God creates the soul. Because the soul is immortal. The soul is immaterial. The soul is the form of the body, we say as well. And to think about how, I think one thing when you dwell on it, and I've tried to dwell on it, Father John Baptist, but it mm-hmm. takes about four to six seconds before it blows my mind and I just have to put it aside and mm-hmm. move on with the rest of my day. Or I just get distracted. <laughs> um <clears throat> We hear in scripture you knew me when you knitted me in my mother's womb or to think that from all eternity father john baptist god knew you loved you willed you into being i mean before there was time and space before there was matter before there was even the smallest amount of the cosmos that you were in always in the divine mind um Oh my gosh! You try. There we go. See, I'm done. So, so I'll let you try and crack that open. But that, that it, it just floors you. You know, yeah. if you take time to think about
1: that. And, and we're not just some random um, creation of God. But our Lord says here in this reading is that um, He formed me as a servant from the womb. We, we're we're called to um, to to serve, right? Um, not to be served, um, as as our Lord really came uh, on this earth, uh, in a sense to show Himself, um, but also to remind, remind us um, to reveal um, uh, us and our, our our plan. And so this this call to service, we're we're, we're called to love um, because we were created out of out of out of love. Because God is it's love, is love. Yeah. so. Um, and love
0: creates. Love generates. Love goes outside of itself. Love sacrifices. Go yeah.
1: Ahead. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So, um, yeah. So so remember. Remember. You know that um, that we were created with um, with a purpose. We we weren't created like or just um, fashioned so randomly and like you know random. Um, body parts or random By chance, parts, you know yes yeah but what we were formed really as his children mm. as his children
0: and then also the reading goes on to say here is it too little the Lord says for you to be my servant so I mean for the Christian especially as we talk about Christian unity this week um You know, and Christ said, uh, you you know, I've been called to serve, not to be served. Or you hear this thing like servant leadership, very popular in uh, corporate culture and corporate speak. Um, But all Christians... um, you know, are 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 to be the light of the nations. The, now we see, of course, a lot of people say, "Well, Christians have got a lot of things wrong," or you know, what what we're uh, Christianity has caused a lot of problems in the world. Or look, well, people have. I mean, and their poor misunderstandings or misinterpretations of Christianity, or they're not living out the call. But I mean, as a Christian, you are called to be different. And I think it asks a lot of people. Okay, you can just go to mass on Sundays. Uh, you can try and maybe have a nominally Christian home. But really, how have you dove into or how do you dive into your Christianity? And uh, there's an old line, too. If, you know, the police came to your house and they had to arrest you for being guilty of being a Christian. Could they find evidence, you know, hmm. whether it's a Bible or a pair of rosary beads or a crucifix or a cross up in the room? Um, but uh, I think it's easy, especially, you know, maybe when I look out to some of the Catholic communities, um, that I've encountered here um, just to kind of go through the motions or maybe I see what's uh, growing. I call it like a secular Catholicism. Mm. Well, we do this. Yeah. We go to mass Christmas and Easter and yeah, we have funerals and weddings and baptisms and uh, that's about it. Yeah. And then they're just, you can't tell them apart from the rest of Dare I even say some of the worst elements of society, you know, uh, and really the dignity of the Christian and the duty um it can't be underestimated
1: mm. and you mentioned you know just kind of catholics uh, or just you know people just going through the motions um and um there's a saying in, in our dominican uh, intellectual life of saint thomas Aquinas that that action follows being um and you know it's an opportunity for us to remember our I-, I identity otherwise if we're just going through the motions then then in a sense we're just kind of zombies in a sense the wa- the walking dead yeah um but but if we remember who we are that we are children of God, we've been baptized and we've given this this life, this 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 mission. We were made for mission. that's um, so a nod to to focus. Sure um, to, yeah. to um but um but I love this this line towards the end of the passage here um, from Isaiah, um is that I will make you a light to the nations. And it's it's God, it's God who um, who gives us that, that new life. And yeah. so we, we get that new life from the word of God, from the sacraments, um, you know. And so remember, um, you know, it's an opportunity for us to really kinda um, take a look again at, at who we are. And then if you see who you are, um, then act on act on that. Act on being an actual uh, son of God, son or daughter of God.
0: Yeah, and know it, it was some saint said, "Know your dignity, Christian." Or I forget who it was. I wish I I'd, I'd prepped that. Um, but I'll tell you something interesting. A very noted uh, uh, Christian. Um, Catholic philosopher died this week guy's name was Sir Roger uh, Scruton and he was from the UK and he had been knighted and he really was one of the greatest minds intellectually as a philosopher of Europe and and um, the last century mm-hmm. and uh I never knew who he was. I didn't get turned on to him um, until his death now. Uh, I just never heard about him in our time studying philosophy. We're spending too much time with guys who died 2,000 years ago versus knowing some of the contemporary philosophers. And um, he did a fascinating interview with the other contemporary philosopher who's quite popular, Jordan Peterson. Mm -hmm. And they did this online, great video online, um, through Jordan Peterson's website. Um, he's the canadian philosopher that's been quite popular in the last 2 3 years and uh, jordan peterson was talking to sir roger about um you know the culture and being like a light in the darkness uh you know as we hear a light to all nations and he was talking about the russian uh writer uh and i'm going to pronounce his name wrong um I I think so. Anyway, but they were talking about how what did in his writings of communist Russia and all the evils and atrocities and the darkness that had happened, he wrote about uh, the people who became the lights during the darkness and the people who, by God's grace or by by their gift, they were the ones who shone out. Um, they even brought up in their conversation St. Maximilian Kolbe, you know, uh, the the priest who gave his life, the Franciscan friar who gave his life at Auschwitz. And, you know, during the darkness of, of those death camps, um, during the Holocaust, that because the Catholic priests were arrested too, uh, that there was a man who was going to be killed, but he had a wife and kids, and the SS soldiers were going to make an example of him because somebody had tried to escape or there was an infraction against the rules and so St. Maximilian Kolbe stepped up and said no take yeah. my I'm, I have nothing take him um, so there's a man who served through laying down his life yeah. but he was a light among the darkness and interestingly enough there was a phenomenal if you're in New York between now and I think August um There was a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, exhibit on Auschwitz uh, down at the Museum for Jewish Heritage, I believe it's down in Battery Park City. And I've never been to an exhibit at a museum where I wanted to listen to every part of the audio guide and I wanted to read every description next to the museum exhibit or the poster or the artifact or whatever it was. And I must have spent, you know, four hours going through this just slowly and methodically. And at the end... Um, when they kind of gave the literally the light at the end of the tunnel, at, at the end of the exhibit, it's one of the brightest rooms in the exhibit, they talked about what good came out of the Holocaust and, and how God's hand was at work. Um, despite or the, the good people amongst, uh, you know, such atrocity. And one of the features they gave, one of the lights, if you will, in this room of light was St. Maximilian Kolbe. They talked about his story. Yeah, uh,
1: and, and, and St. Maximilian Kolbe was able to, to lay down his, his, his life in Auschwitz um, because, because of that reminder. You know, it's like he, he stepped forward and he said, I am a Catholic priest. In a sense, he reconfirmed his identity that this is who I am. Um, I'm a Christian. I'm a Catholic priest, um, and um, and I laid down my life as a spiritual father, you know, for um, for this um, this fellow inmate, this fellow brother in Christ.
0: And I called him to action, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So with that, it's Series 69129 of the Catholic Channel, if you just join us. We're going over the Sunday Mass readings uh, for this upcoming Second Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 19th of January, and also, too, as we enter into tomorrow, the Week of Christian Unity, from uh, January 18th to the 25th, to pray for all denominations of Christianity, uh, that we may hearken to Christ's call, that we may all be one. Uh, And the theme this year is uh, from Acts of the Apostles, the Scripture verse, and they showed us unusual kindness. Um, to realize the kindness attached uh, to Christianity and its authenticity. Um, also, too, we're talking about uh, the Day of Prayer and Protection for uh, the unborn, as we mark the 30, uh, 47th uh, year. Uh, since the passage of Roe v. Wade in 1973. And of course, there'll be special uh, coverage of the March to Life next Friday from Washington, D.C. Um, that happens each year down there. I'll actually be filling in for Gus Lloyd on the morning program. So if you're in the car in the morning, I get to spend the morning with you. And then Word to Life will be uh, not heard next week. Uh, Due to uh, that special program. And then lastly, too, we've talked about that uh, very, very special Sunday, the third Sunday, a week from this Sunday, uh, that Pope Francis has declared it to be Word of God Sunday, and he's encouraging us as Catholics. Uh, and all Christians really, uh, in a particular way Catholics, to enter in deeply uh, to the sacred scriptures more and more. So a lot we're covering, a lot we're working on. Um, But what I'd like to do just before uh, we go to break, we'll spend a little time with the second reading uh, for this Sunday, the second Sunday in Ordinary Time here on Word to Life. It's from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Sothecens, our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to you who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be holy, all those everywhere who call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: So this is interesting. We're only hearing Father John Baptist from the intro. It's it's a big, the greeting of the letter. So you yeah. think, what can we get out of like a simple greeting? It's like, dear so-and-so or, you know, hashtag whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, to give well, you the
1: moder- well, it's a modern... Pow- well, it's a very powerful greeting and um, if you reread it again, you know, he, he, he establishes... Yeah, go ahead. Read it,
0: reread it again because it's so brief. <laughs> okay. I, I'll give you... Okay, let's sure. do it. Yeah. Okay,
1: sure. Um, Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Sosthenes, our Brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to you who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be holy, with all those everywhere who call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So, what makes this so 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 powerful is is that Paul is establishing and 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 reminding um, the church in Corinth um, all those. Uh, Corinthians that they have been sanctified in Christ Jesus called to be holy and then he unites them to the wider universal church by saying with all and and you're called to be holy with all those everywhere who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus all those who who call call on that that um, that powerful name Um, and so we're we're called really in um, this uh, week of Christian unity and this month of the Holy Name of Jesus, really to um, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, be reminded that um, that it is Jesus Christ um, who has um, called us, who has established us um, as as His own, to to be united with the Father, um, and that's I think that's a powerful. Uh, intro, you know, sometimes, you know, our intro intros, you know, today are like, you know, dear so-and-so, you know, um, and I then, hope this finds yeah, you well, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, you know, um, but, you know, if you really want, want to catch my attention, you know, at, at an intro letter, it's like, um, dear so-and-so, uh, you know, you are, uh, awesome and you are like the <laughs> best power. thing ever, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. thank you so much, you know, sure. But, and,
0: and, and Paul's doing that to these young, and Corinth where he rode to it was a crazy party sea town i mean it was just it was off the hook corinth and uh he'll go on he has to write to corinth twice and he actually doesn't even have to correct the corinthians because it gets a little funky it gets a little haywire down there with the behavior um but you're right because like you know when i mean how often even ourselves you know we think of this as the holy name of jesus this month of, of january and as christians like how often do you meet people? Oh, hi, Sally. Hi, Bob. Nice to meet you. Uh, are you a Christian? Yes, I am, you know. Um, oh, okay. Well, where were you? Well, I'm Catholic. Oh, me too. Or No, actually, I was Baptist, right? But, like, t- to have a comfort level with each other as Christians, not just Americans, not just as New Yorkers or, you know, uh, Los Angelinos or whatever you want. To, you know, I mean, the fact that we're actually comfortable with each other as, as Christians, mm-hmm. that we, we may be one. Um, not suspect of one another. Now, frankly, too, there are Christian denominations that are deeply flawed and err deeply in what Christ truly taught. And there have been poor interpretations. Mm-hmm. There have been cults. Um, there have been uh, gross misappropriations. So, you know, when we meet our fellow Christians who may be in those current uh denominations or have encountered uh, a, a warped version of, of Christianity, we have to ask the Lord to allow us to find the common good and then perhaps God willingly lead them out. That's why Catholics really should know their faith. There's an old practice of the church called apologetics and mm-hmm. it was being able to defend the faith or answer questions about the faith mm-hmm. knowing the catechism do you have a copy of the catechism in your house mm-hmm. you know do you have a bible in your house as mm-hmm. we think about this word of God and not
1: it. only do you have it do you do you read it do you read it you do know? you
0: open it up no mm-hmm. I mean everything can be there uh, and then also too one thing I've come to appreciate I think uh, lately in the last few years Father John Baptist you know getting to spend time with other Christians getting to pray with other Christians um, I do admire and I really love like how a lot of, especially maybe evangelical or Baptist Christians will end things in the name of Jesus I ask this in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, and really focusing on the name and the strength of the name um, it's quite beautiful. And mm-hmm. I've tried to incorporate that love of the name even a little bit more into my own uh, my own prayer, my own asking, you know. Uh, even though we say as priests, we bless in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit of men. You know, we, we do that all the time. But something in particular. That's why it's so awful. And people don't think about this. But it's worth us talking about, before we go to break, second commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. So when people are like, ah, oh, Jesus, or, you know, or, 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 Jesus mm-hmm. blanking mm-hmm. this or mm-hmm. blah, blah. I mean, this is the name of God. Or you think about, it, like, why on television or why in movies, you know, do, do they take the name of the Lord? You know, why Jesus? Well, we don't hear like, oh, Mohammed or oh, Buddha, you know. And, and why is it Jesus? Why is that? And then also, too, what we have to be careful of in our own day and age, too, is the sensitivity to or the making light of the term, oh, my God, OMG, OMG, Mm -hmm. OMG, you know, we hear that all the time. People saying, "Oh my God!" Now that we can pray and say, "Oh my God," or "Good Lord," or you know, I mean, that can be a prayer sometimes. But if we're throwing around loosely in the course of conversation, you know, that's why it's a, a great habit. And you, you hear people who say this, and I, I, I kind of look for it now when I hear it. Oh my goodness, or goodness gracious, or oh my gosh, you know, uh, to not throw and think about even you know, with the Jews, they won't, they won't even write the name out. You know, there'll be the G hyphen D. You know, uh, the name that can't even be said, only in the Holy Holy. So it takes. Uh, or it's worth our time just to reflect on how do you treat the name of God? How do you use it? Um, do you enjoy you know, comedians and entertainers and movies and things who take the name of the Lord in vain? I mean, it's really, it, and and then also, you know, what trickles from that, and we could do a whole show on this, Father John Baptist, mm-hmm. but the amount of vulgarity, vulgarity mm-hmm. is just everywhere, everywhere. I mean, people have filthy mouths, and and forgive me, I know I sound like I'm, um, 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 you know, soapbox preacher a little bit, but I, I will. This bothers me deeply. The amount of the, the use of, uh, of the f word in particular, and if you really think about what it means and its definition, and why you letting that slip out of your mouth all the time, um, and people say, "Oh, it's an adjective," but hold on a second. You ever think about what does that word mean before you use it? Mm-hmm. And I hear, and I've shared this too. I know we got to get to the gospel, but uh, I'm on a bit of a tangent, and I'm exhausted. I'm coming off this cold, um, but. Like, the only thing that has shocked me as a priest, uh, Father John Baptist, is, like, the amount of the F word used in front of me. Not at me. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm Mother Teresa. Not that I'm Padre Pio. Not that I'm the ultimate and holy, sanctified, you know, priests and friars that ever walked this earth. Working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, with God's grace. But I, I, when I was younger, I would have been utterly shocked uh, if I had used vulgarity in front of a priest or a nun or a religious or any civil authority for that matter. Now, of course, this use of vulgarity and actually the Holy Name Societies, talking about January being the Holy Name Month, uh, many of your parishes might still have Holy Name Societies. Back in the day, especially before the Knights of Columbus, they were founded to help men go to church. There were men fraternal organizations and to help men stop cursing, mm-hmm. uh, all under the, the, the umbrella of honoring and respecting the Holy Name. So uh, it's something in our day and age. I think we really need to do some soul searching on. And I've I've rarely gone on this kind of a tangent on the show about it, but, but I do feel that strongly about it. And for anybody who's listening to, to, you know, to really call your family members to task, why you use such language or why are you so vulgar? And St. Paul tells us, put aside foul language, you know, Mm -hmm. I forget which letter it's in. So anyway, I'm sorry. How do you deal with this? All right, before we'll get, we will get to the gospel. How do you deal with this on college campus and try, when you're working in the college, trying to create a, 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 a civil and a respectful and a courteous um, speaking environment, really amongst your students. Yeah, uh, you know,
1: it's, it's it's cultivating that that culture. If the culture, if the the culture, when we say the culture, the world um, is so is so numb in a sense, and 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 is, is um, you know using this language, you know, here and there, and doesn't think twice about it. Uh, what I've been doing at at the Catholic Center at NYU is. Um, helping develop that culture and a culture of conversation even. And a culture of Discourse. Conversa- yeah. yeah, and even that culture of, of even using the holy name of Jesus in a very devotional and a very um to 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 witness to to that name and and to call you know and it, it catches people off guard when you can just you know say so lovingly like like jesus is my lord jesus you know jesus means everything to me jesus you know and 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 to to actually like like counter the culture and in, and in, in a way that you know what we're we're, we're going to form this um this this Catholic culture and, and part of a Catholic speech even, uh, and, and that that moves people, the trans people, it gets people to kind of um, you know stop and, and think you know it's like wow there's something different about this person and so even 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 this person's speech is is is, is, is different so, yes so you have to you have to witness um,
0: and then become the light that we heard about in the first reading exa- exactly, yeah. exactly you really become a light. Um, and that's what we have to be so listen let's go to break at Sirius XM 129 the Catholic Channel Father John Devaney Father John Baptist Swan we're talking about uh, the uh, Sunday readings for this upcoming uh, second Sunday in Ordinary Time and we'll be back with the gospel thank you for listening to the podcast of Word to Life with the Dominican Friars of the Province of St. Joseph courtesy of the Catholic Channel on Sirius XM 129 if you want to hear the full show every week subscribe to Sirius XM and tune in on Fridays 1 p.m. Eastern to the Catholic Channel on Sirius XM 129.